0: And people with dementia, if we just sort of said, "Oh, I've got dementia, or well, I'm going to be bedridden, or I don't do anything," well, nobody's going to help you. Mm. So you've got to get up and say, "Look, I've got dementia. It's I'm I'm st- still okay. I, I need to fight."
1: Hello and welcome to the Dementia Together podcast. My name is Jessica Hubbard and I am the Deputy Editor of Dementia Together magazine. Today I'll be revisiting a chat between former Deputy Editor Gareth Bracken and 76-year-old Ananga Munasinghe, a former RAF radar specialist in Luton who lives with dementia. Are
2: we okay to use your full name in the article? Is that all right with you? Yes. Thank you. It's Ananga Munasinghe, isn't it? Ananga Morgan. Ah, what's that? Your middle name?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ananga means God of Love. Mm. And Chandramal means God of Eternal Youth.
2: <laughs> so you're, you're going to be eternally young, are you? <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> That's the plan.
1: <laughs> Ananga lives in Luton, Bedfordshire, who was born in Colombo, Sri Lanka, at the hospital where his mother worked as a nurse.
0: Um she and uh, my father had arranged marriages, mm-hmm. but they didn't like their partners. So when, when my father had a, an accident on a motorbike, mm. he was taken to the hospital and she was her nurse. He, he, she was his nurse. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So they got together and uh, they got married. He left and got married. When did you come to England then? Uh, 1957. Thank you. What, what it was, was that my father was a lift engineer. And what he did was, he, he won an engineering scholarship. And he was given the opportunity to either to come to Canada or yeah. to the UK. My mother said, come to the UK because it was closer. Yeah. My father said, let's go to the UK because the education was better
2: I'm trying to work out how old you would have been 11 something like that perhaps ten turn 10, you were 10 then going on 11 I was at, at, at that age what was that experience like complete change of country change of scenery yeah. how was that for you
0: it, it, it was uh, I was a, a, I was lost really mm. because I couldn't speak a word of English my parents said, well, my father, in fact, said, right, you're going to England, you will learn English, you will speak in
2: English. Mm.
1: And Anger joined the RAF in 1971, and he was there for
2: 22 years. And what then, perhaps you give an overview just about your working life, so you passed through school, and then what was your main career?
0: Uh, engineering. Uh, I, I, I went to or Italy as a, an apprentice, but I wanted to join the RAF at a very young age. I, in fact, after school, but my, in those days, your parents had to sign a consent form, and I think it was the mother who didn't want my father to sign, and so uh, I, I, I did my apprenticeship, and then about uh, about. Two years into my apprenticeship, because I had um, a friend at school mm-hmm. whose uh, father was a squadron leader. I got on well with his staff, and I said, um, well, how about me joining the RF? He says, well, they don't like to break apprenticeships. Yeah. So wait till your apprenticeship's over, and if you still feel what you want to join the RF come and see me. Yeah. And that's what I did.
1: Shortly after joining the RAF and while on holiday in the Lake District, Anger met his wife, Joanna.
0: I, I was going to have a arranged marriage. My father heard and said, look, if he can't find a wife for himself, he's no son of mine. About three days before we were leaving, I, we were in the cab and a friend, John, just nipped round the corner to the uh, shop to get some uh, cards and that to write to her mum and uh, the uh, cafe was quite crowded mm. I remember and there was this this two girls and this this girl keeps staring me in, into the window and I and I thought oh, what is is she staring at not me <laughs> because uh, you know I had a bushy, uh, hairy growth on her face and I thought she was looking at uh, young lads behind me, so I thought hmm, I've got to beat this (laughs) and uh, the thing was, you had to go to get out of the cafe, you had to go down to the bottom out, through a, a, a little alleyway and into the shop so by the time I got there she'd gone so I said to my friend I says you know something I says I've just met the girl I'm going to marry and uh, he says no no you're you daft and where is she come on and of course I I couldn't find her so it it got that bad that the uh, all day I didn't even go to the pub in the evening he says oh go on go on so it forced me to go to the pub and, and I even had a shave and lo and behold who should walk in but Joanna and her sister so uh, uh, I said to her oh, well you can't see a drink and she said yeah so she had gotten a baby shower but the I, I found out the day she was going back and so that when I when I got back to the camp, I went to the daffy and uh, ordered some flowers for her so that she could receive them when she got home as a surprise. And then then after that, we just corresponded.
3: We um, met thanks. on the twenty seventh of July, nineteen seventy two, and we got married on the twenty seventh of July, nineteen
2: seventy four. Oh, very nice.
1: So, to recap, Ananga Munasinghe, 76, lives in Luton with his wife Joanna, who he met on holiday in the Lake District in 1972. He was born in Sri Lanka, but moved to England when he was 10 years old. After school, Ananga completed an engineering apprenticeship, but then decided that he wanted to join the RAF. He worked for the RAF for 22 years. He had several other careers too, but just before retirement, he noticed he was losing things and forgetting words.
2: And can you, can you remember what it was, in anger that perhaps first alerted you that there might be something not quite right with your health? Well, I know
0: that uh, about two years before I retired, I was forever losing my keys. And I couldn't remember when I left my keys. And the The, the lads used to have a little joke about it and say, Where's teens and Anger? I think Jaina reckons that, that it might, might have been the start of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I didn't think so because I could still uh, hold a conversation. I can still be fairly fit because I used to walk for at least between five and 10 miles it's in the eight hours. Was we're working or I' just put it down as old age. When when was it, Joanna, that we suddenly said, you've got to go and see the doctor?
3: It was when you noticed things weren't quite right. I've noticed for a couple of years, but mm. you realised actually there is something not quite right. Mm-hmm. It's happening more and more frequently.
1: Ananga made a GP appointment where he had some cognitive and memory tests. Following this, he was referred to a memory clinic and was diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment. Regular appointments followed as Ananga was forgetting more and more.
0: So my short-term memory was gone, my long-term memory wasn't too bad. And uh, that, that's after I went through this for about two years. And uh, then, then they finally said, "You've got Alzheimer's," which shocked me, really. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but the thing was, even then, I didn't quite understand what what Alzheimer's was.
1: Beyond his diagnosis and being given medication, Ananga says he received little support. He wants better help for people with a dementia diagnosis.
0: You know, just because you've got this does that mean everybody gives up on you? Because there's no cure? I mean, if, if it would be, uh, we're in a poor state if uh, they thought that cancer was incurable no. and you gave up.
3: We still laugh and joke. I can't hold his hand now, Borpy, so I hold his simmer frame.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, We still find a lot of joy in life,
0: don't we? Oh, yeah. And the, the importance of living with dementia is that, that it's the people around you that support you, your family. If you haven't got that family support in the beginning or, or somebody who rallies for your cause, you're lost. Yeah. So, so that's why I think that our Alzheimer's society is very good because they, 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 they speak for us. And the only people that can change, change the, the system is the government.
3: What I don't understand is we have, it's not brilliant, but we have mental health care in this country but nothing for dementia, Pull that. But that doesn't mean to say he shouldn't be periodically reviewed, Mm -hmm. to say, yes, this is still part of his dementia, because dementia, it it, it doesn't have a path. It's not clear, it affects all parts of the brain. So you don't know whether whatever he's going through is part of his Alzheimer's or there's another medical condition.
1: Through getting involved in campaigns and speaking with Alzheimer's Society trustees, and Anger hopes he can make a difference.
0: So so I think it's important for the Alzheimer's Society to keep hammering on that government door and for people like us to band together, help the uh, Alzheimer's Society
2: to give strength that what motivates you to be so involved with this work
0: well i feel that we as a, a vo- we don't have a voice so if if some of us band together and form a union and uh, fight for what's right uh, we'll, we'll never be heard and 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 as our isle's Think of the outside society as the bus drivers, and we're, we're the passengers. Uh, we want we 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 want to go in this direction. So so. And 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 the government is the blockade, and say, no, you can't go this way. You'll have to go that way. No, we want to go that way. Yeah. So we need to break down the walls. And, and the people power.
1: Since Ananga spoke with us, he's helped to deliver an open letter to Downing Street. The letter was signed by 36,000 people. It calls on Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to urgently honour the government's dementia commitments.
0: About time that the government suddenly say, look, this is a, a serious problem, and that a lot more people are getting dementia at a young age. And we have to do something about it. You know, support research. I hope I hope we've made a difference and uh, and that uh, things will change.
1: Next steps. Dementia Voice offers opportunities for people affected by dementia to help shape Alzheimer's society's work. Visit Alzheimer's.org.uk forward slash dementia voice or to sign up as a campaigner to help create a fairer social care system, visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash campaigns. For our Signs and Symptoms of Dementia HS2 fact sheet, visit alzheimers.org.uk, get support, or call 0300 303 5933. For personalised information and advice, call our Dementia Connect support line on 3 150 33. 3456 or for Welsh speakers, call 33 947400 0094740. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more Alzheimer's Society podcasts. This podcast was written by Jessica Hubbard, recorded by Gareth Bracken, and produced by MediaWrite.